Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Don't you just love a good worship team? Hey, man, our worship team and tech team was down in Sterling Heights this past week at a Christmas banquet, and they just did a phenomenal job. In fact, as they were uh, leading us in worship for the Christmas banquet, I heard somebody over across the way say, who are they? And I said, they belong to GVC. (laughs) Amen. They're an awesome blessing, and you are a blessing as well. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, how many of you are ready for the Christmas holiday? You got all your shopping done? Yeah, kind of, sort of. Well, it haven't even started. Listen, then if I'm not on your list, get me on your list yet. All right, praise God. Amen. Well, again, this is the Christmas season. This is the Christmas time. And, you know, this time of year always seems to sneak up on us, doesn't it? It just seems like before we know it, Christmas is here. And sometimes we feel the pressure of just this life or this season of life but it was never meant to be was it in fact god is always designing to reveal himself make himself known in every area of life and the christmas holiday is one of those seasons that we can really begin to experience jesus in a whole new way and so we're starting a new series this morning this is our christmas series uh, start and we're calling it christmas lights amen So, why don't you open up in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2, Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and as you're turning there, I'll pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this series. We thank you for this word that you're going to deliver to us today. We thank you that we have eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to receive this morning. We thank you, God, that this Christmas is one like no other, that it stands out, that it marks our life. And that, Lord, it began to change in 2016 in a whole new way and in a whole another level of understanding of knowing you. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, it says here in Matthew chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men of the east came to Jerusalem and saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Amen. Notice what it says there. It says, we have seen his star. I don't know about you, but that really just jumped off the page when I read that. We have seen his star. Now, if you know anything about that, during that time, in order for that to happen, for there to be this brilliant light in the sky, some things had to happen in the heavens in order for that to take place. It's something from a scientific planet alignment and all this kind of thing that made that possible. But in that day, and in that hour, and in that season, everything lined up as it was supposed to be. And there was this brilliant light that shone in the heavens. And they recognized that this happened for this reason. And it's his star. Amen. Come on. Do you know that there are things that happen every day in the natural world that are reminders of God's love to us? 
I mean, when it rains, how many of you have ever seen a rainbow? A rainbow is nothing more than a promise from God that I will never destroy the earth again. There's a scientific explanation to it as to why it happens. But every time God allows that to happen and orchestrates all the molecules in the air to create a rainbow. And he says, that is a sign from me that I love you. Amen. Have you ever seen a double rainbow? Isn't that cool? Come on, don't you just like it when your husband or your wife says, baby, I love you. And you're like, I love you. And you're like, no, baby, I really love you. It's a double whammy. He's like, I love you. No, I really love you. Well, that's what that double rainbow is. It's just simply God saying, I love you. Amen. And the star of the Bible says that they recognized and called it his star. But don't you find it interesting that when it comes to that star, they were the only ones that were seeking Jesus. Everybody else could see that star just as they could. But they were the ones that were seeking Jesus. Amen? Now, for that matter, the Bible says that everybody could take notice of it. And obviously, it stirred something up. It it caused people to pay attention. Obviously, there's this brilliant light in the sky. And King Herod asked the wise men to come and, and, and give me a report of where this king of the Jews is. Where he is. And then the Bible says that he sent his best astrologers to go find Jesus. And they were trying to follow the star. So there were those that were seeing what was going on in the heavens. But it was only the wise men that came and actually were led right to the place of where Jesus was. We have no account of nobody else being there where he was. But yet everybody could see the star. Why? Well, one thing significant concerning the wise men, the wise, wise men were magis. And as a result of being magis, they knew what the star meant. They knew what to look for. They knew what it meant. And they were looking. Amen? When they saw this brilliant light... The Christmas lights in the heavens. They knew what it meant. They knew what it was for. They knew what to look for. And they were looking. Once again, I said that they were magi. You may say, well, why is that significant? Because this is why. In Numbers, in fact, in Numbers chapter 24, verse 16, there was a prophet by the name of Balaam. Anybody remember Balaam? He was real hard-headed. Does anybody compare or relate to Balaam being hard-headed when it comes to God sometimes? Have you ever had to have God kind of knock you upside the head at some time saying, Hey, listen, I'd like to really help you out here. You ever been there? Come on, I know it's not just me. I'm not the only one in here. But do you remember the story? It says that God had to have a donkey talk to him and say, Hey, hello, God's been trying to get your attention. Right? Do you remember that guy? You might say sometimes, you know, Pastor, you did pretty good. I've had people come and say, you know, man, that message was really awesome. Well, listen, if he can use a donkey, sometimes he can use me, all right? Every once in a great while. But listen, it says this in Numbers chapter 24, speaking of the the prophet Balaam. It says, the utterance of him who hears the word of God and has the knowledge of the Most High, who sees the vision of the Almighty. So what he's saying is that I am reciting and I'm telling you what God spoke to me. He says... 
who has knowledge of the Most High, who seeing a vision of the Almighty, who falls down, his eyes wide open. Verse 17, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star shall come out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. What was Balaam saying? Balaam was speaking about something that was coming. And he was speaking of royalty. Remember he said, I see a scepter coming out of Israel. He was speaking of a king that was coming. And then he also says, I see a star coming from Jacob. It's not now, it's coming. It's afar off, it's not near, but it's on its way. And here's the thing about Balaam. It's said that Balaam was the first magi. So how did the wise men know what the star meant? How did the wise men know what to look for? How did they have it within their heart to be looking? Because they had knowledge of the Most High. It had been passed down. What is church all about? What is church family all about? What is Christmas all about? It's about passing on the knowledge of the true meaning of what it is. Amen. If we want our kids to grow up truly enjoying Christmas and experience the joy of what it's all meant to be, we can begin to pass it down so that they can begin to understand and appreciate and have true understanding and meaning of what Christmas is all about. Amen. So who are they looking for? If they were looking for the star, but yet they knew what the reason of the star was for, and they began to look, what were they looking for? They were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the one that was the deliverer. They were looking for the one that had come or was coming to set humanity free. They were coming and looking for the Savior. Amen. Now, as I said, concerning those stars... In order for that to happen, in order for this brilliant light to take place in the heavens, in order for it be, to, to be a sign for humanity, Saturn and Venus had to begin to line up and come in close proximity. And as a result of them coming in pl- close proximity, all of a sudden this brilliant light was shown. And they called it Bethlehem Star. But you know the significant thing? We just saw that same star this year in 2016. Scientists said, it's happening. And Venus and Saturn lined up and there it was. The brilliant Christmas light shining in the heavens. Amen. Now. When you start to listen to scientists, they say, this is the story, or this is the same star that was seen in Bible days. But when you go back in history, when you go back into the scientific evidence, you know the last time that this star was seen? 2,000 years ago. Amen. Isn't that awesome? For those of us that are of faith, we see the, and, and, and hear about the star that is coming and having the ability to see it. And it stirs up faith on the inside of us because it's a sign of what was. It's a sign of the promise that was given to us. For those that don't have faith or not believers, it's nothing more than just 
another scientific event where planets line up. Whoop-dee-doo-dah. All those religious people call it Bethlehem Star. But for us that are of faith, we recall and remember what Jesus said. That he says, just before I come, you'll see signs in the heavens above and signs in the earth below. And he says, it will be a sign of my short and soon coming. Amen. It's simply a representation of God's heart and God's promise to us that he's coming to receive us unto himself. It's still a promise of God's heart and God's love for us. Amen. And if you recall, Herod, he spoke to the wise men and he says, I want you to come and I want you to give me a report of what you find. And really, there was a plot and a purpose behind what Herod was desiring of the wise men. He was desiring to know where this king of the Jews was. Reason being is because he was pronounced to be king of the Jews. And therefore, he didn't want anybody coming and looking for the Christmas light. The reason of our deliverance and salvation. Christmas is not just about lights and glitz and glamour. Christmas is all about the arrival of Jesus, the one that is the Savior of the world, the one that is the light in the darkness. He is the one that has come to set humanity free. And maybe you sense this time of year that we can get all about the hustle and the bustle, feel the pressure of the season. But have you ever also noticed that during this time of year that there's this overwhelming feeling of love? It's weird how as we start to get into the season, we start to get into this hospitality where we just want to give and be a blessing and we just want to be around family, right? And that's what it ought to be. Why? Because it's the heart of God that is drawing men together. It's drawing men to the love of God. But if we're not careful, we can get caught up in all the hustle and the bustle. We can get caught up in all the distractions, And become distracted rather than finding the true joy and the reason of the season. Have you ever found yourself distracted at this time of year? Thinking about, what are we going to do? There's not enough money. What are we going to do? We can't buy presents. What are we going to do? And that's nothing but pressure. It's nothing but distractions. But God never desired for us to be distracted during this time. And for that matter, this culture is so distracted did you know that there are people among us there are people that you know there are there are children that go to school with your children that have no clue what christmas is all about all they know is that there's santa christmas trees and hopefully presents they have no idea what christmas is all about in fact for that matter colossians chapter 2 verse 8 it says beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of this world and not according to christ this season is meant to be a season of joy of love of giving of faith but because of the tradition of men it has taken on a whole new meaning in fact as you Get closer to the holidays. Just try to go driving down Miller Road. It's a joy. As a pastor, I have to remind myself that I'm a pastor. (laughs) Get out of the way, you dummy. Learn to drive. Come on. 
The gas pedal's on the right. There you go. Right? But once again, we've allowed traditions of men to creep in and choke out the true meaning of what Christmas is all about. Mark chapter 7, verse 13, it says, Making the word of God of no effect through your traditions which you have handed down, and as, much, and as many such things you do. Listen to what that first part of that verse says. It says, making the word of God of no effect through the traditions of men that you have passed down. Have you noticed that the traditions of men have been passed down from generation to generation? That it has totally uh, diluted what Christmas means. Do you remember the days when we had Christmas off? Do you remember the days when we celebrated? Do you remember when there wasn't so much hustle and bustle? But through the tradition of men, stores are open. Restaurants are open. And I guess it's a free market. They can do that. But it used to be a different day. Right? But the first part of it says, you make the word of God of no effect. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 1, that the word of God truly is Jesus. And he is the reason for the season. And therefore, through tradition, we make Jesus of no effect. What was his whole purpose? What was the Christmas lights about? What was it to bring our attention to? Is that Jesus was the deliverer. He was the savior of the world. He had come to set humanity free. But because of tradition, freedom has no effect. Salvation has no effect. Because of the tradition of men. Amen. If you don't know what you're looking for, you won't know what you're looking at. Amen. Remember, the wise men came looking. Why? Because they knew what they were looking for and they knew what it meant. The tradition of men has, has caused men to look towards Christmas but not know what they're looking at. There's a Christmas light that has always directed us to who Jesus is. But the tradition of Christmas, of all the glitz and all the lights and all the shiny and all the, 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 the sparkly stuff, it's taken, us, or, or taken our attention from what Christmas is meant to be. We see the symbols of trees and lights. We see the gifts. We see Santa and we get distracted. Once again, we look at the symbols and they lose their significance. Amen. Tradition has caused us to lose the heart of what it means to know Christmas. But right on the other hand, there's the one side of unbelief that doesn't know what Christmas is about. But then we can get right in the ditch and be distracted on the other side. And you've probably heard this before. Those that are religious and they get just as much tradition or traditional and get, get tradition bogging them down from a religious right, if you will. Have you ever heard anybody say, well, do you have Christmas trees? You know, Christmas trees came from a pagan holiday. You ever heard that before? Don't get messing with my Christmas tree. I like my Christmas tree. All my kids have Christmas trees in their room. My oldest daughter has a white one with what, blue Christmas bulbs. My middle child, my daughter, she's got a pink one, right? And then Carson, he's got one that's got snow all over it. We gave the messiest one to the littlest kid. Yeah. <laughs> but don't mess with my Christmas tree. You know, well, do you believe in all that Santa stuff? Well, we, you know, that Santa, we, we tell our kids the truth about the whole Santa stuff. 
Well, don't you know that if you mix the words or the letters around, Santa becomes Satan? Oh, come on, please, really. Santa Claus is fun. It's fun to make believe. It's fun to pretend, right? There's there's something about the season that just brings a smile to your face. Santa Claus was I had a belly full of jelly, right? How can you not love him, huh? There's the wreath and there's all kinds of goofy philosophy about the wreath or a wreath or the mistletoe. No, don't mess with my mistletoe. I'm telling you, it's one of the ways that I can get to my wife when the kids are asleep. Hey, baby, <laughs> I got some mistletoe. <laughs> I'm washing my hair. I'm <laughs> Come on, it's Christmas time, right? <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Praise the Lord. What am I saying? The tradition of men has even creeped over into the church and we've allowed it to steal the joy. I'm not talking about making too much of the symbols and the fun and the things that we've experienced through Christmas. But don't take the joy out of it. Amen. I mean, even for that matter, December 25th, did you know that that's not Jesus's birthday? It's a day that we've set aside to remember him. Are you going to church on December 25th? It's Jesus's birthday. No, we're having church on Christmas Eve. If you don't like it, find somewhere that has a church service in the morning. I don't blame you. All right. But listen, we're going to celebrate Jesus's birthday. It's just not going to be on the 25th. And that wasn't his birthday to begin with. Amen. Amen. And if you really want to get it in the ditch, the Romans celebrated December 25th as the birthday of the sun God. So listen, if you're at home dancing around your Christmas tree naked, then maybe you've got some problems. Okay, but listen, if we're just having fun with the Christmas season, let's not make too much out of it. All right. Come on, are you here this morning? I'm talking about getting in the ditch on one side or the other concerning the tradition of men. Well, I'm not going to go to Target anymore because they say happy holiday. Don't tell me happy holiday. Tell me Merry Christmas. Come on, you ever heard anybody get silly with that stuff? Do you know what holiday means? It means holy day. And the only time you would say holiday is to recognize the holy day. So you can tell me happy holiday all you want. And Starbucks, don't get me started on Starbucks, you know. They took Merry Christmas off their cups. Did you see what they're doing? It's just a red cup now. Come on, give me a break. It holds my coffee. I don't care if it's red, green, or purple. It holds my coffee. And I'm not there for the cup. I'm there for the coffee. Amen. Amen. I'm talking about getting into the ditch. God wants us to truly experience the joy of the Christmas lights that leads us to the Messiah, the Deliverer, the Savior. The one that came to set us free and not get bogged down with the tradition and the junk of men. Amen. Amen. Come on, I'll take it a step further. Over the years, we've had people say, where's the cross in your church? I don't see a cross in your church. We should have a cross in the church. I've had people get offended because we don't have a cross somewhere in the church. Did you know that the cross was a symbol of death? It was a symbol of corruption. It was a symbol of cruelty. But it was only when Jesus died upon a cross that we turned it into a holy symbol. 
Come on, are you here this morning? I'm talking about not getting caught up in the traditions of men, but allowing God to lead us to His saving grace. Lead us us to His love. Lead us to Him. Amen? And for that matter, in Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that there's one that was coming. From the very beginning, it don't matter whether you're a magi or whether you're a part of that sect. The Bible tells us right from the very beginning, excuse me, when man fell, when man needed freedom, when man needed a savior, God said, there's one that's coming. There's one that's coming. Be looking for him. And he came. Amen. And the Christmas lights are a constant reminder of God's love and God's forgiveness toward each and every one of us. Matthew chapter 2. Herod was... Mad simply because people were looking toward the lights. And he wanted to silence the hope. He wanted to silence the freedom of humanity. Did you ever notice that when there's light, there brings security, there brings stability, there brings, brings about peace? I always found it funny, and I've shared this with you before, but as a kid, you know, you always hear the bumps and the things that go boom in the night, and you're like, Dad, what was that? I'm afraid. And Dad's like, son, everything's okay. Everything's cool. And because Dad said everything's okay and everything's cool, you felt safe and secure. But Dad, just turn the light on. Leave the whole light on, please. All right, all right. We're good. And I only found out that as I'm an adult, that just because you're a dad... It don't stop messing with you. What was that sound? Oh, man. What? And, then, and then when your kids ask you, you got to put up a game face on. Hey, everything's cool, man. Everything's good. Yeah, all right, I'll leave the light on for you. And you're really leaving the light on for you. <laughs> What's the light do? Nothing. But it brings about comfort and peace on the inside, don't it? Simply because you can see. That's what the light does. It gives you the ability to see. You go out in the middle of the night. And as you look up and there's a full moon... And especially if there's snow on the ground. Man, you can see very far because of the light. Have you ever noticed this? That when you go up north, there's so, many, so much more stars up north. When you look up, I mean, the, the sky's cluttered with them. Right? Have you ever been up north and just noticed that? Why? Because you went up far enough where you got past the clutter You got past the noise and you could see clear. So here's my challenge for you this Christmas. I know we're winding down on time. But here's my challenge for you. To help you quiet the noise and truly be able to see the light. The Christmas light of this season. Number one, slow down. I said slow down. We've got a purpose to slow down And make Christmas what it's all about. It's about family. It's about focusing on the true meaning. And it's about fortifying family values. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 25. The message Bible says this. It says slow down. Take a deep breath. What's the hurry? Why wear yourself out? Just what are you after for? Just what are you after anyways? But you say I can't help it. I'm addicted to the alien gods. I can't quit. Don't you just love the message Bible? Amen. Alien gods, again, 
something beyond God. We're chasing after something else. I can't help it. I'm distracted. He says, what's your hurry? What are you after? Slow down. That's God's, God's desire and God's heart for us to truly focus in this season and this time to really embrace what Christmas is all about. Number two, look up. In Luke chapter 21, verse 28, it says this. First in the New Living Translation, it says, So we all, so when all these things begin to happen, stand and look up, for your salvation is near. Luke 21, 28 again in the Amplified Bible, it says this. It says, now when these things begin to occur, look up and lift up your head because your redemption, deliverance is drawing near. Who's Jesus, the Messiah? The one that came on Christmas, the deliverer. And notice what he said. Look up because he's drawing near. Freedom is coming your way. You have to look up. And in this season, when all the hustle and bustle, the grind and the heaviness of the season starts to come on us, the easiest thing for us to do is not look up, but to look down. Oh, it's rough. Oh, it's hard. Oh, I feel. And all of my perspective is on a lower level. But Jesus says, look up. Look up. When you look up, you can see things from a broader perspective. If all I do is look right here, this is all I see, and it's very limited. But if I look up, it's not as bad as I thought it was. If I look up, I see God moving in the horizon. If I look up, I can begin to have hope because it's not just where I'm at. We've got to be able to see clearly. How many of you got concealed weapon license? Anybody in here? Oh, you just a bunch of... (laughs) Can you call us rednecks? I don't know. Amen. I remember when I took my class, one of the things in the training that he taught us, and I never knew it, but he said this. He said, you've got to be intentional to focus and pay attention when you're in a threatening situation. He said, but you've got to use your peripheral vision because if you'll get focused on the threat or that which is in front of you, he said, you'll begin to have tunnel vision and everything begins to close in around you. And all you'll see is just that right, what's ahead of you. And you'll lose your peripheral and I thought oh dear God I've had that happen before when I'm out in the woods hunting and you hear something over in the distance and you start to focus and thinking is that a deer and all of a sudden everything starts to cloud in and all you can see is this little hole where you're focusing on does anybody know what I'm talking about that's what happens when we don't look up everything starts to close in look up Your redemption draws near. Freedom is upon us. Christmas is here. This ought to be a season of joy, of freedom, of lightness, of peace and joy. Amen? Amen. And then number three. If you remember what the wise men said, it says in Matthew chapter 2. Where is he who has been born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. You've got to come. You've got a purpose to come to Jesus. Here's some other words that are defined as coming unto him. To approach, 
to move toward, to draw closer, to get near, to come up to, to arrive, and to appear. God's saying, come on. Come on. We'll leave the light on for you. The Christmas star is shining. This Christmas lights are burning. And it's all to draw you near. It's all to help you come to a greater knowledge of who Jesus is. During this time of year, I know I'm this way, so I'm assuming that you are too. At certain times, you get those warm, fuzzy feelings on the inside because it's Christmas. It's not just an emotion. The warm feeling, the warm fuzzies is your spirit on the inside connecting with the spirit of God. Because that's what this season is all about. Those feelings of heaviness. It's nothing more than a distraction to keep you from being free. Amen. When you think about Christmas. One of the. Funnest experiences is receiving gifts, right? And you don't know what's on the inside. You're just waiting. And maybe you see it under the tree, and the anticipation is building for Christmas morning. It could be this, it could be that. But once you receive the gift, you've got to unwrap it. In order to reveal it. Amen. What's Christmas about? Every time of year that we come around this season. Is to give us the opportunity. To unwrap a little bit more of who he is. And every year. He's wanting the light of Christmas to be shining bright. So that we come to know that freedom. That salvation. The deliverance that he came to give. So this Christmas, choose to be free. Unwrap the gift. Step closer. See, that's all that he's waiting on. If you feel the heaviness in this season and this time, it's just because maybe you've taken a step back. Or maybe you felt unworthy of the gift. Maybe you say, I don't know how to unwrap it. All he asks you to do is to come close. To draw near. One of the greatest ways that you do that is with your words. God, I don't know how. I'm not sure. I'm afraid. But I just come. God, I want you. God, I surrender to you. God, I give this burden to you. And in that is an exchange. In that, God brings freedom, healing, and love. Do you want that this season? Now listen, don't put that in things or in people because they'll disappoint. I'm talking about freedom that he brings. Amen. Come on, let's stand.
Praise God. With every head bowed and every eye closed. This was just kind of stirring in my heart as we were worshiping. And so we're just going to step out by faith and trust God to lead us and direct us in this moment. But the Bible says, speaking to ourselves and hymns, psalms and spiritual songs. And in that is freedom and liberty. And so I'm just going to believe right now. That God's going to direct us and lead us by the help of the Holy Spirit. To find freedom and peace. Freedom and joy. Lightness rather than heaviness. Amen. So as I said, I just sensed it in my heart just to take a moment to worship Him at the end. Not with lyrics on a page, but just words from our spirit. And hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. So I'm just going to do that right now. And I'm just going to pray and believe that as we do, God's going to minister to you. Answers coming. Freedom received. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life